We are now officially live. So tonight, I'm going to let Ronan kick it off. <laughs> Fair. Uh, hello. Welcome, everybody, from the internet. Uh, I am Ronan. I am Kirk. And this is Reels in the Round on the Rectangular Table. Right. Also, quick question. Is there a synonym for a table that, like, starts with an R? Because <laughs> that would be amazing if there is. To the interweb. <laughs> synonym <laughs> for table. Table. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there any synonyms for bench, table? Bench, board, work surface, counter, desk, bar, buffet, stand, workbench, work table, top, surface, or worktop. 81 synonyms and antonyms for table. Okay, hold on. That uh, starts with an R. Here we go. Appendix. Um, synonyms for table. Uh, yeah, still no. I mean, oh, if, wow. we, okay. if we mean table like a table of contents, we could use we could use record, a record, <laughs> record but that's not what we mean. Yeah, not quite, not quite. Um, no, no, there is no <laughs> word for table uh, that. Um, I have to see if there's one in like a different language or so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that would be a fun joke though. But uh, that would be amazing yeah. with the alliteration. Anyways. Today, we watched... Five Nights at Freddy's. Ah, shoot. Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> this is so confusing since it's such a blatant ripoff. But continue. Okay. Uh, I think it's fair enough to start with the people in charge. Uh, director yes. Kevin Lewis also directed The Drop, The Third Nail, and The Method. Very, very, very important <laughs> question. Have you heard of and or seen of any of those films? No. Okay. And I think a more important question is the writer is mainly an actor. The only other thing he has written is a singular episode of Shark Week. Shark Week on Discovery Channel. Yes. It gets written? It, 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 not Shark Tank. No. Shark Week. <laughs> you and I watch Shark Tank. Shark Week is the thing about sharks on the Discovery Channel. Yes. And it's still a documentary, but still, okay. That's the only other... he was other... an actor in Pure Love. He was an actor in The Room, which, for the record, that's starting to make a lot more sense. Okay. See? Yeah, so so like let's let's no start, writing experience. Let's 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 back it up a little bit. Okay. Talk to me about the train wreck that we just watched. <laughs> like the use of blood was a little excessive. No, it was not. <laughs> if, any, if anything, that, like that's where they skimped on the budget. They should have used the Nicolas Cage budget in a Sam Raimi style use of blood. <laughs> yeah, I think they spent like half their budget on Nicolas Cage. Oh, way more than half. There's absolutely <laughs> There is zero <laughs> chance that this film spent more than half. Like, it was one location. Yeah. All no-name actors. No no particularly impressive special effects. None. It, mostly practical effects and camera <laughs> angles. If this was not 85% Nicolas Cage budget, I'd, that implies that Nicolas Cage is slumming it for money. Like, like uh, You may have a point there. There's no way they spent half of the budget on Nicolas Cage. They spent 80% of the budget on Nicolas Cage, which for the record, in that he did not talk, was a great performance. Right? <laughs> okay, so basically... <laughs> it was all like the Harry... It was all like the old like, uh, Lego Harry Potter games, like the, where they go like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> or like the Minecraft adventures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
let, let's talk about Nicholas Cage. For, oh, well, we're getting Nicholas Cage. Yeah. A, okay, let's let's get. So real quick, for those who are unaware, there's a game called Five Nights at Freddy's that was... I'm pretty sure everyone's aware. Bet you a million dollars that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone is in the eighth grade. Five Nights at Freddy's was a big thing when I was in second grade. Okay. Bet you the people over <laughs> your age still don't know what it is. I, I know what it is, Kirk. You don't count. <laughs> I, I'm over her age. Sorry. Anyone over the age of 30, <laughs> there's a 70% chance they don't know what Five Nights at Freddy's I only know what it is because I worked at conventions for so long. And, and you can't not work in conventions. And I did my show, uh, Nerdy News. People watch Game Theory. That's fine. I still bet that you're only looking at your audience very diminutively. There's a bigger audience than that. So we should probably make sure they know that Five Nights at Freddy's was a video game where you were trapped in a pizza parlor overnight. As a security guard. You were, were you, you not were trapped? hired. No, you were hired. Were you not trapped? No. Not really. You're locked in. Were you? Yes. You're locked in the the, the security room. No, like, you weren't locked in. You're just. Crazy. I mean, I guess if you, you leave. Will you die? You were not allowed to. You I mean, I guess you. Move. You I, move. If you leave the room, you die. <laughs> you're trapped. You're splitting hairs over words, and you're going to lose this. Paper. We can. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> So you're continue. trapped in this room as you're, you're trying to, uh, as you're being attacked by the mascots of a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> this is the, this is the same plot, except now you're Nicholas Cage. And well, you're a janitor. And instead you're a janitor, of a security guard. And instead of a security guard. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's walk through this. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, sponsored by Chrysler, not Chrysler. Chevy. Chevy. <laughs> they both have CH, whatever. Uh, Gets four flat tires outside of a small town. Yeah. Gets asked to, that they'll fix his car if he spends the night cleaning up Willie's Wonderland. Because they don't, because he doesn't have any cash on him and the ATM machine is broken. Wife, they don't have the internet in town. Yep. Right. And, uh, and antics ensue as he takes down, is it eight or six? It's what, eight. The animatronics? Yeah. There's eight, right? Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. eight. So, and one by one, he, he destroys, uh, D d destroys each of the Chuck E. Cheese mascots, except for one. That's right. I think it gets away. Yeah, gets away. Setting up for the sequel. Anyway, <laughs> so I just want to—we're just establishing a baseline of plot here. Yep. I'm playing it fast and loose with the word plot. And, and then every hour, or give or take, he has to drink an energy drink and play on a, a pinball machine. Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Hey, Willie's Wonderland. Even when he's in the middle of fighting someone. <laughs> he had not started the fight yet. He was not in the middle. He didn't say like time out. He was just no. like and, and 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 pop smoke. That was my favorite part. Uh, that but... is in fact part of the movie. Hands down. <laughs> yep. Hands down. Anyway, okay. So director here Nicholas Cage. Oh. Of those three movies, how many of them have you seen? Two. Which one haven't you seen? The Rock. Okay, first off, <laughs> everyone go see The Rock. I'm not even kidding. It's amazing. Okay. I might make us watch that next week. The Rock is the best James Bond movie ever. Is it even a James Bond movie? Depends on what you mean by a James Bond movie. Because yes. Okay. So the plot of The Rock, I know I don't want to go too far off. And those that are my age know what The <laughs> Rock is. This is where Sam will be like, everyone knows what The Rock is. Yeah, everyone my age. I, I know who The Rock That's is. That's my point. My point is that not everyone knows what Five Nights at Freddy's is, and not everyone knows what The Rock is. But The Rock is 
uh, the only person to ever escape from Alcatraz in, with it is, I see. is this British spy that was that was uh, arrested in the 1960s, played by Sean Connery, who played 007 in the 60s. And, so, and they really set it up like it was him. And uh, and Nicolas Cage has to go help him escape from the rock or break into the rock to attack terrorists. It's the best James Bond movie <laughs> ever, except it's an old Sean Connery. Instead of a young shot, anyway, it's awesome. It's interesting how Donnie Darko's on this list. It it is. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? This is an important question. <laughs> it is. Yes. I would probably have to say Guy in Sixty Seconds. How many Nicolas Cage movies have you seen? A handful. Okay. I, for the record, I like Guy in Sixty Seconds. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is actually one of my favorite actors, and I'm not even kidding. He is the only actor I know that has such an interesting career across so many different genres and is equally terrible in all of them, <laughs> but somehow still has an Academy Award because he actually can act. Yeah. He just chooses not to. But like my dad and I, I hope he's watching, but he's not. <laughs> my dad and I have watched Con Air okay. almost more than I've ever watched any other film ever. It's like it used to be like our get family get together movie. <laughs> It is the most quotable film of all time because in this, Nicolas Cage has long hair and has the worst Southern accent of all time. <laughs> it's great. Steve, uh, just check out the uh, Con Air as well. Incredible. But like he will do a romantic comedy and be terrible. He will do a dramedy, <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas, be amazing. He will do a car movie, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yep. He will do... I am in awe of his acting. <laughs> And so is the rest of the world. But one of my favorite things is I hate, as we talk about it every week, I hate Rotten Tomatoes with all that I am. Yep. But there's a movie that came out a few years ago with, uh, I want to say it was Ethan Hawke, but it might not have been. It was Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. Okay. And it, was, it was a car show. And um, there's a Rotten Tomato review that I think is the best thing I've ever seen written in my life. And it okay. said, this movie is so terrible. The most impressive thing about it is that it didn't star Nicolas Cage. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the best burn I've ever seen in my life. It really, really encapsulates the problems with this movie. <laughs> See. Um, but so, yes, Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, oh, yes, uh, National Treasure. Another oh, yeah. great movie. I love National Treasure. I, I don't know why I didn't put that on there. I don't know why you did Because, <laughs> again, it's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, Ozzy the Ostrich. Uh is is watching right now and says that they love Willy the Wonder. Isn't Ozzy the Ostrich one of the characters? <laughs> yes. I'm so confused. I'm sorry for what happened to you, Ozzy. <laughs> no justice at all. He's the first one to die. You were the first one to die. <laughs> and like first one voted out with a mop note. Damn, it's just not even fair, really. But no, this this movie. I'm not gonna lie, and I mean this by no uh, uh, by no irony. I, I really enjoyed it. It was just <laughs> so it was so popcorn fun. It was like yeah. chewing bubble gum. You didn't think it replaces your dinner, but you still enjoyed it. Like it was this movie was awesome. Um I don't even remember what we were talking about, but like before we started the movie, I said, if this is a musical, I swear. And then you said you really want to see Nicolas Cage in a musical. How has Nicolas Cage <laughs> not been in a musical? That's the one thing that I think he's missing. If someone has seen him in a musical, please chime in. Yeah. Um, so Gone in Success and Ghost Rider. 
Uh, it could happen to you is his romantic comedy with Bridget Fonda. We have National Treasure, his romantic adventure-ish like type of movie. And of course, National Treasure 2. We have him in like he is in just everything from Vampire's Kiss <laughs> to Gone in 60 Seconds. And he's so equally terrible in all of it. And I love him. <laughs> Moving on to Emily Tosta. Uh, Mayans MC, which is the Sons of Anarchy spinoff. Um, Party of Five, which I did watch, but I don't remember her. <laughs> um, she would have had to have been crazy young. Because Party of Five when I, was when I was a kid. And she was very clearly younger than me. I I think they it was a did they remake Party of Five or am I thinking of the wrong Party of Five? <laughs> Fairly was because it's not a movie, it was a show. Exactly. Yeah. Oh Party, Party of Five was a television show. It's how Liv and Nev Campbell got her start. It was a it was a show when I was in young high school and middle school, and they were in their, you know, five, six years. Uh -huh. Uh Lacey Chabert, who's exactly my age, she was the 12 year old on on like Oh wow. Okay. If only Tosta was on the same Party of Five, she would have had to have been quite, quite young. Uh, but yeah. like, 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 like a baby. Yeah. Um, and selfie dad, I've never heard of, so I can't speak to She wasn't in much. So I, I thought we may get some amusement by just selfie dad and just seeing what you're in. Has come. Yeah. And then that Grant saw her Donnie Darko and speed. She, she, she was the, um, the, you don't take crystal palaces seriously she was the other mom God. glitter girl glamour <laughs> yeah she was the karen exactly. <laughs> um uh jerry stanick uh who does a bunch of stunts he was the voice of willie uh, and was probably in the suit if he's stunts for the walking dead stunts for the stunt yeah man. so the stunt man i'm about it <laughs> okay he's the stunt guy Okay. And that's the new MacGyver, not the not the old one or I, the one in The Simpsons. I assume. And for the record, the new MacGyver sucks. The old MacGyver is amazing. So there we go. Next slide. Let's let's do this. So I guess you you hinted at it. I think hit me. But I think this is where we should start. Okay. Nicholas Cage's character and how he just does not talk. There are people that have won Oscars for silent roles, acting without speaking is I say with no irony, no joke, acting without speaking is actually really, really difficult. What he did here wasn't, but that's not the point. <laughs> it was, uh, I agree with Nicholas Cage. You had mentioned that he had said that he was really taken by a part that he didn't talk at all. Yeah. And I got to say, like, if someone came to me and, and offered that role, like. This is very intriguing. I, I won't say that he had a very dynamic uh he wasn't a dynamic character, no. but he was a very entertaining character. Yeah. He was a very interesting character. You definitely, and I'm trying not to be funny here. You definitely got a, a various feels for him. Like, like the whole that he would stop when his, his alarm went off to go take a break, mm -hmm. no matter what, that he was still cleaning, even when like that he, he was, a, like, I'm again, this sounds like I'm kidding that he clearly had a, an integrity about him. He's like, he had agreed to clean all night and he cleaned yeah. all night. And, and, he didn't give up even when someone was trying to kill him. He, it was just really yeah. very interesting. <laughs> it was like, uh, you made a mess. Like, uh, you made a blood mess. I, I will say that I kind of wish that all of the kids didn't die. Like, I, the one that lives. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of wish that at the end there was a ragtag group of like, <laughs> like the fact that basically everyone died. Um, Died, like, still I mean, truly. Oh yeah, everyone but two characters died. Spoilers, but like, <laughs> sorry, Nicholas Cage and Liv, truly, because 
I mean, it's in her name. Every single <laughs> the other cop dies too, right? Yep. By that one like Mexican animatronic way to make it racist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just... Yes, by the uh, by. Wow, everyone, <laughs> everyone in this movie dies except for two. Interesting, but and yeah. The owner and the... They die. No, they die. Right, they die after <laughs> the morning. The, the car fire. Yeah, everyone dies except for the guy who doesn't talk and his new teenage girlfriend, which is weird. <laughs> I doubt it's his girlfriend. There was definitely some riding off to the sunset vibes there. <laughs> She's like twenty, and he's like seven hundred. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, her caretaker just died, so. That's true. Because the police officer was a caretaker. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I was going to say in, in his defense, oh, we're, in okay. Nicholas Cage's defense, a thousand dollars for one night's of work is really not bad. Like if, I've made way more. Well, in one night, I mean, as a janitor, that's true. As a janitor. One night sweeping for a thousand dollars. That is not bad. Yeah. That is not bad. In fact, I'm wondering who made the deal. They, they never thought they were gonna have to pay him. Yeah. True. They never like like even right before they came in, they even said, like, hey, looks like you got a new car. Like I, mean, I even tuned it for you too. I even tuned it for you. Like they never thought it was never a thousand dollars. It was whatever the price was to get him to spend the night there. Just like the other family was like, Hey, we just there's a place where you can stay tonight. Like mm -hmm. it's just yeah. Uh, I like this movie <laughs> because of the one kind of uh, adultish scene where oh, you, I can't let my younger kids see it. But like Salem watched it, and I felt no reservations about that. <laughs> like if it wasn't for that one scene, I'd let my 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 youngest son watch it because I think he'd think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, um, he loves Freddy's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I bet I bet Leander, he's my son. I bet Leander would really enjoy it. Uh, with the exception of the one prolonged sex scene that was just <laughs> yeah, I think that scene was a bit too long, it even a, though there again, was like, no nudity. But, but it was it, it wasn't that it was bad. It was it was it was like eight <laughs> minutes long. Like yes. it kept cutting back to it. Like we get it. Yes. Like it was a long scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, in what you were talking about uh, before we did watch the movie, since. Surprisingly or not, even though this is the newest movie that we have seen oh, on this channel, yes, came out this February. But I've already seen this would this was my third time watching this movie. Uh, when to buy it, it was uh, uh, it was two dollars to rent eight or it was three dollars to rent and eight dollars to four dollars to rent and eight dollars to buy. I'm like, guess I'm buying it. Like, I mean, uh, as long as I watch it twice, I'm good. Yeah, but be before we watched it, I was like, this is the Probably the best B-rated movie you'll ever see. Uh, I've seen. I, I worked at film festivals. For yeah, years. I've seen some really atrocious movies. <laughs> this is one of my favorite low-budget films I've ever seen. It was just. It was. There's these movies like the like the Llama Apocalypse that are just like <laughs> they're or Sharknado one through four. Yeah, that are that are hokey on purpose. And this one was hokey on purpose too. I don't want to be like, no, this one took itself seriously. <laughs> but. I don't know. There was something a little bit <laughs> less ridiculous about killer Chuck E. Cheese. Like everyone hates clowns. Everyone yeah. looks at the Chuck E. Cheese things and they're like, that's a little creepy. Sharknado is just like eye-rollingly bad. This wasn't <laughs> eye-rollingly bad. It was just hysterically bad. Um, Everybody liked it because it was bad. I, yeah. And now, so talk to me about Five Nights at Freddy's, the real one. You're saying that they've, they've, they've already greenlit it. It's happening. Kind of. Okay. Because... 
at first they already went past stage one, had like a script and everything uh-huh. going. They scratched the script, threw it in the trash, and now they're starting from square one. You understand so. this is a film about a person that never leaves one room. What kind <laughs> yeah. of script did they possibly <laughs> need? Like, like. <laughs> but like, I mean, that is true. Like, but he doesn't ever leave the room. No, because there are some that like there they're in. Because um... isn't like the fourth one? They're in like a I've bedroom. I played none of them. Yeah, so yeah, the fourth one. You're in a bedroom. Which is I I haven't really gotten that much into that one, but okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so let's talk. Uh, you know, we talked about the 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 dialogue or lack thereof, and the, the dialogue that there yeah. was is just classically written. I mean, Juilliard level. I mean, you here. you said one of them was taken from another movie, right? Yeah, it's a it's a direct ripoff from The Watchmen. Um, so in The Watchmen, the um, Warshak. Rorschach gets arrested. Have you seen The Watchmen or read The Watchmen? Dear God. Um, <laughs> Rorschach, he's the one that wears the, the mask that gets all funky. Uh, he's okay. one of the, the, the scariest, like craziest characters. Um, he gets sent to prison and he was one of the Watchmen. So a lot of people in the prison he put there. Mm-hmm. And so he gets, uh, there's this prison fight where people kind of descend on him and he takes the friar and he like throws like hot grease on a person and he like he he beats the crap out of a bunch of people and he screams like you don't get it do you i'm not locked in here with you you're locked in here with me and like before they like drag him out um yeah and and they straight up take that line and the thing is that that line isn't new that line was from the early it's not that line is from the comics and the movie both of which are i see old uh so yeah it's a direct but yeah they, they steal that line like they're not he's not locked in here with them they're locked in here with him and i'm like I mean, I appreciate the watch. <laughs> What's funny thing about that? I would say that 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 quote right there is probably the most notable quote in this movie. Yeah, Steph, Steph <laughs> man, like you can steal way more in five minutes yeah. than you can write in a lifetime. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, what more do you expect from a writer that's an actor? Only other written piece was Shark Week. <laughs> Sharknado, frankly, um, not here. Shark Week. I, I, but I'm saying. That's what I would expect from. Oh, okay, like okay, okay, yeah, yeah. From a cinematography standpoint, I really liked the, the, yes. the editing and the angles and the camera work in this were actually surprisingly good. It was very fun. It was very well shot. It was very well edited. It was a very engaging piece. I, I will say, from like an editing standpoint, you may disagree with me, probably, but I feel like a quarter of the film, maybe a third was just B-roll, and I don't think it needed to be. You're going to have to explain. Like when Nicolas Cage was at the pinball machine and he was doing an epic dance scene. I wanted more of the dance scene rather than B-roll shots, quick fire of the Cut pinball away. machine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, for the record, guys, you're using B-roll wrong. Those are cutaways. But, like, um... And I feel like some shots were, like, too long when they could have just been shorter. Okay, I will say that, yeah, there there were so. moments that, that the cut... That, yeah, yeah <laughs> I really liked that scene, though, where he was... The, uh, the, the epic, epic dance, dance number? It was like yeah, epic, me too. It was an epic <laughs> dance number in the middle of a genocide. It was like, <laughs> I'm about it. That was probably my second favorite part. What was your favorite part? When the like ugly looking animatronic with the like with very the long, long chunk, yeah, and like his oh. watch comes <laughs> okay. up and just be like, Where I'm like, gonna have to dip. I, I Here's the it, knife, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was- Here you go, it's up to you now. I like, the, yeah. the fight was about to commence, and he his alarm goes off, and he yep. has to walk out. No, that was 
<laughs> there were a lot of good i mean as much as i give this permission this movie permission to be terrible and it was it was fun like i really i'm not annoyed that i bought it because there will be another time that salem and i are like let's watch five nights at Fred. i mean Willy's uh how ironic is the name so explain what you mean by that i know what you mean but explain for our viewers who don't get it so in the original game five nights at freddy's the serial killer the person who kills everyone and uh, the kids and stuffs them in animatronics is named William Afton. And so in this one, what it's, was the serial killer's name? We don't know, but his... Don't we? We do, I but I can't thought remember. we did. But it was, was it Willie? Was his name no, Willie? I, I have a feeling it was Chris for some remember. reason, but I'm not I exactly sure. His name, but the weasel was named Willie. Yeah, it was Willie the Weasel in Willie's <laughs> Wonderland. No, I, I agree. I think... I think there's zero percent chance that that's an accident. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's absolutely no way that that's all. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> right now, the writers at home are going, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that." Uh, no, I think that's very clearly on purpose. Uh, another thing that I th I think should have been in the final cut. Okay. And I don't know if it's because it's so heavily inspired by Five Nights and Freddy's or not. Yeah. But I feel like like they should have tied this in with like all the drinks and the watch going off. Okay. But like the timer going up, like the hour mark. Right? I don't know what you mean. In Five Nights at Freddy's, like I, like the name suggests, you have five nights and you are from uh, midnight to 6 a.m. And there's like a little, there's a thing in the corner that goes like, it's this clock. Okay, it, it, you're you're thinking they should have leaned into that a little bit more well, rather than just the, the well, no, I was the, talking about like the buzzer. in like the final night where it ticks from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. I was, I don't know. I, I maybe was kind of hoping that like each hour you would have seen like a little, then you would have seen like the no, progress I can imagine going there being like a, I think that's what they were trying to do with his watch. Beating, yeah. But having there be like a bell tolling, like ping, four hours left, ping, three hours remain, mm -hmm. ping, two hours. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see Willie the weasel say, I always come back. For and <laughs> I, as much as I love the fact that Nicolas Cage didn't talk, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not being funny, I really yeah. do think I I would have loved at the very end him to have had a single like pseudo monosyllabic Thank line, you. like like he puts out his hands, they give him the keys, he goes, thanks, or like <laughs> like like my pleasure, or 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 like come again sometime, or. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Like, there needed to be some epic 1987 <laughs> one-line set. That he's like, like you know, like you know, call if they come back. Like just some yeah. something. I think would have really punctuated his silence if you'd have added some just pithily horrible <laughs> line at the end. Um, or even not at that moment. They're in the car and Liv gets in. He starts right before, like she says something like, "Where?" Like something like, "Where are we going?" And he's like that way like, 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 like i think that if we'd have punctuated his silence with some ridiculous ending statement i would have appreciated it. i would have appreciated that that having been said i, I really liked the, the the payoffs and the character yeah um yeah and another, another thing i think i should add a little not only gripe or so but so this is a horror movie as you may or may not guess yes but I, I don't I don't really see the scariness factor in this. So yeah. I, I think it's mainly because of the gore. Like I probably laughed more times than 
that's been a that has been a trend of horror movies since about 2001 2000 i'm, I'm not even kidding like there's of course been like actual horror movies ish but like, like the sure um, <laughs> but like you know, we've been seeing a lot of this especially if you go to the the amazon direct the the, yeah. the llama apocalypse the shark killer sofa killer sofa like that has been a trend of just bad horror movies in general so of of making them like they're still scary but they're just ridiculously funny scary yeah that's sort of a trend that we've been playing with for for a decade or so so i, see. I again of, of i don't like horror movies <laughs> this was fun i enjoyed it uh, yeah, because I want to say that like the scariest part in this movie was just him putting duct tape on Alan's wounds, yeah. like I've done and that just before, taking them so, off. Like, oh, you I have? don't think that would be a very good idea. I've so. done it; it works great. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was this one horror movie that you and I saw. I don't remember what it was called, but like it wasn't scary. The scariest thing was it was the jump scares. Oh yeah, those are those are startles. Yeah, yeah. like those are spooks. Okay, this is Salem has challenged me to scare her, and so we watched really, really inappropriate <laughs> I films. The ring. It wasn't scary because she has no soul. <laughs> uh, no, she has challenged me to scare her, so we watch films that are just, just drastically inappropriate for her age. But <laughs> she has no conscience nor soul and doesn't, doesn't scare. I have nightmares, and she has to <laughs> hold me and rock me back to sleep at night. It's bad, <laughs> it's bad. Um. Next slide. Let's talk so, about awards or whatever well, you're about to say. So this is what the next slide and well, I already know what it is. You made the slides yeah. budget. What do you think it is? Oh, and I'll ask you, there's too many free radicals, but <laughs> if it wasn't for Nicholas cage, like uh -huh. Nicholas cage is a free radical that I will not account for nor be held responsible for the ridiculousness. <laughs> of okay. Uh, There's a lot of free radicals here. Okay. This movie could have made been made very safely for under $2 million. Very safely. Okay. Now, yeah. like given the fact that lots of the other actors were names, like people, they, they, they're not name names, not Brad Pitt, but like, yeah. uh, but I know what, I know what the SAG minimum is. Uh, that location was just an abandoned location. They got like, like, mm -hmm. I think that this film at the lowest Nicholas Cage is a free radical at the <laughs> lowest $800,000 okay. uh, at the highest. If they spent more than eight, someone needs to be shot in the face with something hard and heavy. Eight mil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of 800,000 would be like, Holy crap. Nicholas Cage <laughs> did this for a favor. Yeah. Which that happens all the time more than 8 million. So I worked on high school musical too, and that was an $8 million budget. And mm -hmm. I were just like, this could like this did not need to be eight million, but I've seen people be really, 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 really wasteful. Yeah, that's my that's my span. I my see. actual guess is is between two and three. Again, Nicholas Cage is the absolute free radical. He could have been like, no, I'm not doing this for less than twenty five million. Like I yeah, I, I don't have that information, but that's my guess. Well, now that you brought that up, you think they could have replaced Nicholas Cage with someone else? Absolutely, and could have made like the same amount, and as like make make it be as good as. It as it is. Okay, first off, let's stop playing it fast and loose with the word good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Decent. You could have absolutely you could have absolutely replaced Nicolas Cage with a beloved B actor, i.e. uh in, in yesteryear, Christopher Lambert, uh 
uh, Benjamin Bratt. Like there's a bunch of actors that would have been really fun in this role because they're uh -huh. like, like eighties actors and, or people that are just kind of known uh, like Danny Trejo. Oh my gosh. Would have been a very different, <laughs> but had you replaced, they're about the same age. I bet. I'm curious now if you would have replaced Nicholas Cage with like Danny Trejo, you know, uh -huh. that is, yes. You've seen him in a bunch. I promise. Probably. He, he is a, a, uh, Spy Kids, Uncle Machete. Oh, yeah, I've seen Spy Kids. Yep, he's Uncle Machete. The the like, um, then they made a movie called Machete. Um, <laughs> Danny Trey, like, yes, this movie could have been could have used a much. I'll also say that Nicolas Cage is a little bit broken, starving at the moment, so I don't. Yeah, know <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a free radical there that I can't account for. Yeah. Um, to answer your question though, yes, I think that he could have been replaced mm -hmm. with an actor that had just as much if not more appeal at the exact same number because like nicholas cage you tuned in to watch it somewhat ironically like you're like oh my gosh this is gonna be terrible <laughs> yeah like again I'm, I'm stuck on this danny trejo thing if it had been like danny trejo or um uh yeah there, there's there's a whole bunch i can't um giovanni rabisi would have been interesting uh there's a bunch of character actors slash B actors slash yesteryear actors that you could have gotten for the exact same number that I would have watched with e probably even more delight. Nicholas Cage I watched because he's known for being so terrible. Um, <laughs> and, funny. and I was fine with it, but I think that they could have knowing he could have done this for free. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of actors I think that could have done just as well or better. I see. Then so what's the number? And then Salem, you want to guess? What, how, did the, how much money did this cost to make? $10. More than that. <laughs> but however, in the world of Price is Right, she might win if I overshot. <laughs> You're not overshot. It's $5 million. Okay. Like, You're a <laughs> like, I know that I gave it a really... But I, I said two was my guess, but eight was high. Like, yeah. No. I kind of nailed that. Yes. I, I think that they could have done it for cheaper. And for the record, there's zero chance that that's not a Nicolas Cage number. That, that, that Nicolas Cage was... Nicholas Cage was every bit guessing. Nicholas Cage was every bit of three to three and a half million of that. I see. Yeah. It just was, period. That, that's not even an opinion. Like there's <laughs> well, it is, but <laughs> there's just zero chance that, that much more of that isn't isn't that I think if you'd have used again, like any number of of uh of actors, I think you could have gotten for half of Nicolas Cage money and done but 431,000 someone got someone lost their job over this. Well, I also want to say that COVID screwed them. Yeah. Even though we did see with Tenet that they still made bank in the box office, but I just watched that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that yeah. is the difference between Christopher Christopher Nolan versus no names with Nicolas Cage. I I so, I'm trying to think of other actors in that echelon that I like Benjamin Bratt wouldn't have done any better, but he would have been fine. Um, man, why am I having so much, uh, such a hard time? If you'd have found a, a fallen eighties star, like anyone like, I don't know how he would do it. If you would have gotten like Jean-Claude Van Damme in, please tell me you know who that is. <laughs> if 
If we'd have gotten Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> or Steven Seagal, oh my gosh, I would have watched, if Steven Seagal had been in this film, I would have watched with utter delight. I would have, Nicolas Cage, I tuned in because it was funny. Steven Seagal, I would have been like, popcorn bitches were watching this. <laughs> because like, oh man, I am now, right now, mourning that this wasn't Steven Seagal. Uh, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal is a was a so he sounds familiar uh, in the 80s and early 90s. He was a big action hero. Um, so when you had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone doing the the military mm -hmm. like big movie. And then you had Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal doing the martial arts movies. I see. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was known for his like high kicking, super, uh, super like splits and very acrobatic yeah. martial arts. Where Steven Seagal was no, is was in fact in real life a grandmaster of Aikido or Judo or like he in real life was was a like legit um and now he has a reality show because he actually is a sheriff in I want to say like Louisiana oh wow and he's huge he, he, <laughs> he went from this very lean martial artist to like he ate himself. He's huge. He's a big dude. Oh wow! And had okay. Steven Seagal come in and done this exact role <laughs> this exact way? I mean. Uh, no, Jean-Paul, Steven Seagal would have taken that role to 100% serious level. Like, seriously, Jean-Paul, congratulations on your LASIK, by the way. Um, tell me that Steven Seagal in this movie wouldn't have been just, like, delightfully glorious. I'd have been like, this is so good. Because I grew up with him, like, because he, he was, like, a very melodramatic, like, we're going to take you to the bank. <laughs> like, bank. Like, he was this, but he'd have come in and done... Whereas Nicolas Cage, you read it kind of as ironic. Like yeah. you kind of read this. Like, Steven Skull would have done that very straight faced. But not just for, <laughs> like, like it would have it would have been epic. And the thing is that assuming he'd have taken the role at all, you could have gotten him for five hundred thousand dollars. Like oh wow, okay. I, I don't even I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Because he, he is a police officer now. I'm not no judging. Like he he has a reality show about him being a police officer in I really do want to say Louisiana. I could be wrong on the state, but it's southern. Yeah. Um yeah. He, he still is, he still goes to, uh, it's either Aikido or Judo. It's, it's, uh, he is still an absolute, uh, person in the martial arts world. Mm -hmm. Him in this film would have been <laughs> freaking hysterical and way cheaper. And not only do I think they'd have made it for less, I think they'd have made more because Nicholas Cage I is see. a little bit of an eye roll. Whereas Steven Seagal, <laughs> everyone my age would have been like, I am here for this. John Paul just said, hold on, popping it up on screen. I love Steven Seagal movies. He would have done great. And I could have seen Jean-Claude Van Damme do a decent job too. I agree. I don't think that Jean-Claude Van Damme would have done the silent as well because he was so about the, like he always had a lot of talking. I see. But I think Steven Seagal would have crushed this. John Paul, I'm very interested if you can think of anyone else I'm forgetting that could have really, I was about to say, you know, Nicolas Cage is one of those funny things. He is film royalty. Did you know that? Do you know what his real last name is? Nicholas Cage's name is not. It Nicholas. isn't. No. Really? Nicholas Cage's last name is Coppola. He's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Oh. Um. His mom. Mm -hmm. uh, no. His. So. Is it mom? So yeah, Francis Ford Coppola is brother to Talia Shire. Talia Shire, who is Adrian in the Rocky films. Adrian. Mm -hmm. Like Nicholas Cage, his real name is Nicholas Coppola. He changed his name to Nicholas Cage because he didn't want to get famous off of his off of his uncle's I name see. and um, Jason Schwartzman also of Rushmore. And if you're familiar with Jason Schwartzman, Talia okay. Shire's kid. So oh, he's wow. also a Coppola that just, so this is Nicholas Cage is, um, <gasps> Oh, 
Leslie with the win, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer would have also been amazingly <laughs> interesting. And likewise, I think you could have done it for way less money. And I would have watched it with the exact same amount of just glee. <laughs> I'd have been like, I'm here for this. Um, Val Kilmer would... Yeah. Because he's an Academy Award winner, because he's Nicolas Cage, I think that they were... I think they spent too much on him. Again, I'm guessing. I haven't seen the balance sheet. Oh, thinking of a better outcome? I think that they were banking on him um, doing, giving it a bigger thing. Uh, obviously, COVID chopped that number in half, but that means yeah. he's supposed to make a million not five. I think they paid too much for someone who was never going to be a draw for this type of film. Um, Dolph Lundgren would have been amazing. Dolph Lundgren also of that same era, late eighties, um, uh, universal soldier, giant, uh, giant, uh, uh, was he Rocky two or Rocky three was the bad guy. He was the Russian in Rocky two or yeah. So Apollo Creed was the first one. I think he was the Russian, uh, boxer in, in Rocky. Now Rocky, Whichever one isn't Mr. T, he's the other <laughs> one too. Rocky too. Thank you. Um, anyway, I'd be laboring my point. Budget of five million. I guarantee that seventy percent of that was was uh, was Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. because this movie was a single location that wasn't an expensive location. Yeah, it was a single abandoned ramshackle thing. There was no expensive animatronics. These were really bad furry suits. Yeah, <laughs> there was no CG. There was not even particularly a lot of like. It was such Except for the Ballora look alike. Yeah, and, and like the oh, one yeah. thing where they woman gets chopped in half, but like all <laughs> of the effects in this were insanely simple. The blood, you never even see it, was just splattering across walls. Yeah. It was such 1970s, 1980s schlock <laughs> film, which I'm saying is a positive. Mm -hmm. So when I look at that number five million, having worked in acquisitions, I can see the balance sheet. Three and a half million of that was was Nicolas Cage, and I don't think that was money well spent. <laughs> Love you, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but um and then another actor that I briefly mentioned before the film that I think would also make a good one. Uh huh. I, I don't. I don't think you know him, but Matt Dillon. Okay, I know uh, things you don't know. Things I okay. know who Matt Dillon is, but he's okay. not as good as Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Leslie, you're a Brendan Fraser. This was his role. He was robbed because <laughs> he could. Oh man, Rick O'Connell, Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm about it. Do you know who Brendan Fraser is? He sounds familiar. Okay, first off, you're grounded. <laughs> the Mummy. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Rick O'Connell, okay, the main character, is Brendan Fraser. I see. Okay, yeah. Brendan Fraser would have absolutely crushed this, and you're right. He's on Doom Squad now. He has kind of a. Uh, there's some sad stuff kind of going. Is it Rocky Four? Who's Rocky Two? Oh, Rocky Two is the rematch with Apollo Creed. It's Apollo. Apollo. Mister T is number three, and he's Rocky Four. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, <laughs> boxers. Yeah. Uh, and there's more than, there's like seven. Um, yeah. I think that Brendan Fraser might be the actual right answer. <laughs> <laughs> because he's done action movies. He does have a, a solid fan base of people that take him very seriously. But mm -hmm. he's done comedies. That's the thing. Nicolas Cage has never done a serious comedic role. Like, Nicolas Cage kind of takes himself too seriously. Yeah. Like, Oh man, Brendan Fraser would have been perfect. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. No, that would have been like I'm now sad that this is <laughs> forget Steven Seagal, although close second. Like, oh man, Brendan Fraser would have crushed it. Anyway, I'm gonna say it for the third time. Three and a half million of that was was Nicolas Cage, and that was not money well spent. 
Okay. And one of the other questions that you kind of gave yourself is, would you think the movie would have t- turned out better if Nicolas Cage's character did talk? Not more than the one line that you said, no. but... I, I, I literally think the fact that he was silent was actually brilliant. <laughs> I think it added a lot of dynamics to it because what was he going to say? What was like, what character Dylan? Well, when I was in the SWAT team, shut up, man. Just kill another robot. <laughs> sure. Like, what was he possibly? I need to get home to my wife and kids. No, like, there was nothing about this character that needed more than we got. Truly, the only thing that would have been acceptable to me is at the end is, um, I mean, I, I also see him talking at like the beginning. So, John Paul, I'm going to throw this up there. He goes, I would have paid movie theater prices to see Dolph Lundgren in a big screen movie where he has no lines and just uses his facial expressions. I'm kind of where they're with you. <laughs> like, like that would have been amazing. You need to watch any Dolph Lundgren movie, any yeah. of them. Um, you know, he has like an IQ of like 160 and he's like a biochemist. He's like super smart, but he plays action hero like villains. Um, but I'm with you. I would pay money to see Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Yes, but I think that trying to give this character a story that you gave a damn about would have completely ruined it. Like that is true because we don't know his backstory whatsoever. We don't care. (laughs) We don't. The only thing you could have done is like back when I was on the force. Shut up. Like I don't care. Like like I gotta get home. I got like like anything. Like I gotta get this money to my daughter. Like that's the plot of Conair, by the way. Um, anything you do to this. I think makes it. And who's he going to talk to the kids? True. Suddenly if he talked like, no, having him silent was brilliant. I could have imagined, like I said, I wish there was one, maybe two like comedic effect lines. Like, like as he killed one, have you seen the movie Shaun of the dead? Not Shaun of the dead. Sorry. Uh, hot fuzz. No, but I really want to. We might watch that next week. Um, <laughs> Had there been some 1980s classic one-liners like, like you know, the price is wrong, bitch. Like, I mean, just, but no, I think giving him any kind of character development dialogue would have been mm-hmm. would have ruined this movie. Other than I really would have been okay with a couple of like one-liners. I see. Uh, but and then awards. Yep, it was uh, released this year, so there's forty four percent of Metacritic is way too high, <laughs> like way <laughs> too high. Forty four percent is what they gave Seabiscuit. Like, I mean, an Academy Award winning film about a horse um, <laughs> named Seabiscuit. Oh jeez, fifty, sixty two, forty four. Uh, uh-uh. this movie is like a thirty five. Like, so, so Kirk, since you since you mentioned that, Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score, yeah. It was like a it was like a seventy six. That makes sense. Metacritic audience score like a seventy nine. So yeah, I buy that. I buy like audience scores are always more accurate than critic scores mm-hmm. because critics are just critical and they almost never judge a film against its genre. They judge a film against films. So yeah. they, they go in and they want a film experience. Whereas the the audience score of Hot Fuzz is judging it against. Shaun of the Dead. So they 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 are judging it within their chosen genre. I see. Whereas critics are judging it against the art of film, and that's bullshit. You can't judge you can't judge Sharknado with the same lens <laughs> as you Citizen Kane. It's not fair. No. So can I say that Citizen Kane and Sharknado are both a 90%? Hell yes, I can. Am I judging them to the same rubric? No. <laughs> sure. Neither were the okay. filmmakers, which is why audience scores matter and critic scores are garbage 100 percent of the time. And yes, Hot Fuzz is my favorite Simon Pegg movie as well. John Paul, again. Um, 
Yeah. So you said it should have been a 30 or just because from a, of from a critic score. Like, yeah, like if I was saying like, even as B movies, this is a 30 or a 40, this was just so I bad, see. but like, no, did I super enjoy it? I, I would have given it a 70 or 80, but I'm, these are two very different. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, I, I was reading some of the reviews. Yeah. I don't remember if it was on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. I, I want to say it was Rotten Tomatoes uh-huh. where one of the reviewer, one of the critics was like, like Nicholas Cage didn't have to be in this movie, he didn't. but him fighting animatronics was like the best part. And that's what sold this movie. I so disagree like, with that. And, and he gave it a 70. No, so, I mean, like this movie, like Nicholas Cage was an absolute gimmick that I don't think paid off in a world where we have Nicholas Cage fighting terrorists in a world yeah. where we have Nicholas Cage fighting convicts in a world where we have all of the, there was no, there was nothing, there was no value added, no irony, no funny, no interest. Him, him doing another schlocky film was just like, man, did you need a paycheck that bad? Ferrari about to get repossessed there, Nick, but there are other people had they done it. It wouldn't have, I guess that's it. There it is. I felt this film was a little bit mocking Nicolas Cage and he wasn't in on the joke. I see. He might've been, but like when I heard like, Oh, Nicolas Cage, I was like, and you watch it when you watch the commercials of it, this movie is very much like and Nicolas Cage fighting robots. You're like, ha <laughs> this movie was mocking Nicolas Cage and he wasn't in on the joke. Whereas there's other actors that you could have gotten that they would have been absolutely in on it. Like they're like, I am here for Brendan Fraser. Had he, he'd have been, in on the joke. Steven Seagal would have been in on the joke. I did not get the impression at any point that Nicolas Cage was in on the fact that he was the joke in this movie. Again, love you, Nick. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my story. And I'm going to, yeah. You stick it to it. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I, I can't, I really like this movie. I did too. Yeah. I, yeah. I really did. I, uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I still stand by my point that it's still one of the best B-rated movies out there. Uh, no, it, it it is super fun. And like I said, yeah. I'm being super critical of it because, again, five million was unnecessary. In a world where Napoleon Dynamite was 300,000 and, oh, wow. and Little Miss Sunshine, and you're like, yeah, but there's no stars in that. Eh. Little Miss Sunshine, the star-studded follow-up that was kind of the answer was like under 2 million and it had like Steve Carell and Alan Alda, Alan Arkin. Like, oh wow. Okay. It yeah. It had, it had good st- 5 million. There's nothing that will convince me that that wasn't Nicholas cages. It was the like asking the, price. Well, no, and it was the producer thinking he was worth it. He wasn't. And, and Nicholas cages agents requirement. Like, what are you talking about? Nicholas Cage is going to sell this movie. <laughs> he didn't. I, I think they overspent on the wrong things. Uh, that having been said, I still really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Your thoughts? Did you like yeah. the movie? I liked it. Are we going to watch uh, when Five Nights at Freddy's when it comes out? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we got to compare let's the two. Back to back. What would you change? You could, <laughs> if I if I gave you $5 million, well, I wouldn't need to. If I gave you <laughs> way less, how, what would you have done differently? Um, why the Satanic Ritual? Isn't that how Five Nights at Freddy's is? No, in the Five Nights at Freddy's, um, the William Acton kills the kids and they haunt the animatronics. Oh, it's the kids that are haunting. Uh huh. Interesting. No, I I didn't have a problem with the satanic ritual, but I will agree that I also didn't feel that there was any value added to it. Like it was. I mean, it gave why the animatronics were moving. Right, which I I, I, did, I think that could have been done with like 
a line yeah, of dialogue. They're, they're, they're like, yeah, and ever since he murdered all those children, this place is possessed. Done. Like, I, I but I, I get your point. I, it didn't bother me, but I can see that that was a pseudo-unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to get the same question? What would you change? Such a very good question. Probably, yeah, probably Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Even though. I really liked him in this, but I would yeah. not cast him. I was going to say, even though I liked his role and how he played it, but yeah. I would, I would, I would A, have not cast him and I'd have given this person one, again, one just or one two, line. like just punctuate, like maybe <laughs> one per act at the very beginning. He's like, I'll see you in the morning. He's like, yeah, you will. Like, I would have given him just, just tiny little, just because I think it would have been flavor, flavor text. I would have given I him see. flavor text, not <laughs> character development. I would have given him flavor text. Uh, I like that flavor text. What's that? I like that flavor text. Yeah, just just some flavor. Just yeah. like, like uh, just the know. icing on top. No, like at the end after he killed Ozzy, he could be like, "Playtime's over." Like, I mean, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it. Those are the things I would change. I see. Makes sense. Is that that's our last slide, right? It is. I think Indeed. I'm gonna make you watch another Nicolas Cage movie next week. Okay. But I haven't decided. Like, The Rock is good, so I'm gonna give you a choice. Okay. John Paul. I actually legit and Leslie, I want your weigh in on this next <laughs> week. We are either watching the rock okay. where Nicholas cage teams up with a retired James Bond to break in. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, uh, he either breaks in to a prison, Sean Connery and uh, Nicholas cage mm -hmm. or con air where Green Beret, uh, Green Beret Nicholas Cage just spent eight years in prison for defending his wife in a bar fight. And now he's on a plane home and the, the, uh, the prisoners hijack the plane and he has to defend his children. He has to defend uh, the plane so that he can get a bunny home to his daughter. <laughs> please put it. It involves lines such as, please put the bunny back <laughs> in the box. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? The other movie has things like, like, have you ever listened to Rocket Man? I don't listen to gay ass shit. He's like, that's funny, because it's you. You're the Rocket Man. These are the lines. These are the lines you have to to choose from. Either Con Air, put the bunny back in the box, or Rocket Man with uh of um uh the Rock. So what I will say is my money's on the rock, even though I really like the uh, put the bunny back in the box line too. That's just hilarious. Ooh, Leslie wins. I take it back. Okay. We're doing adaptation. I'm scared. So we're, the reason we're doing adaptation <laughs> is A, because I have a whole backstory of why we're doing adaptation. <laughs> the, the Rock and Con Air are both amazing. Okay. The Rock and Con Air are both amazing, but they're both schlock films. Nicolas Cage in adaptation is actually amazing, and I'm not saying that ironically. He's actually good. It's also a Charlie Kaufman film, and if you're unfamiliar with Charlie Kaufman, that gives us a lot we can talk about on the show, because Charlie Kaufman's an actual genius who whose roles and movies are, are really, really interesting, and adaptation is my favorite of Charlie Kaufman's films. So Leslie... Leslie gets the win. We're going to watch adaptation next week um, in our continuation of Nicolas Cage and our introduction to you to Charlie Kaufman films, which okay. 
You'll watch with us. I apologize. <laughs> um, you? I don't apologize. Tim. That does not give me much hope. It's a, for the record. I love this movie. <laughs> I, I 100% non-ironically love this movie. Uh, it's incredible. And so, okay. thank you to Leslie for, for, for. Oh my gosh! And then we can watch Face Off, where Nick Cage and John Travolta play each other. Oh no! It's awful. <laughs> so, oh, no. so yeah no and leslie's right it's any of these face off or the rock or con air it's still him as like a schlocky action hero kind of guy okay whereas in adaptation um adaptation it's wildly different than this he plays twins he plays he's in it twice it's it's wildly different so i think i think leslie absolutely wins we're gonna do adaptation next week um Schlocky is a great one. <laughs> so good. So uh, awesome. Everyone join us for adaptation next week. Cause I'm excited about, it. I haven't seen adaptation in years. It's so good. So good. Um, you want to send us out? Sure. Uh, well, it won't be a viewers and around episode without a nice little joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, one of my friends, I already don't believe the story. Oh no. It's like, it's like actually true. Like, like Tyler. He was, uh, he mentioned that I should grow up my beard. Okay. And you know how I was just like clean shaving at first. Uh-huh. But it's kind of growing on me. And that is it. <laughs> that is viewers in the round. Join us next week. I'm more offended that I let my daughter expo <laughs> exposed to that than to movies like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, Wicker Man's good too, John Paul. Damn it. We're just going to be watching like Nicolas Cage movies for like, <laughs> six months. That's This show just became Nicolas Cage on Tuesdays. <laughs> Wicker Man is so bad. Oh, God. Yeah, that's happening. Anyway, so next week adaptation. Yep. And uh, uh, until then, I've been Kirk. I've been Ronan. That was Salem. And, uh, and, uh, this has been Reels and Around on the rectangular table. We've got to find a better word for this. I, I, I'm going to scour the internet, seeing if there's like a table in like another language that starts with an R. It's got to be what we do. Platform. <laughs> the, or, or we just change it to a different alliterative phrase. I see. Where, uh, movies, uh, the movies the day after Monday. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> shut um, on the Mesa. Anyway. Uh, Mesa. They're not tunes. <laughs> um, awesome we will see you guys next week